0: The Green Bay Packers lost their offensive coordinator to Denver and they found Nathaniel Hackett's replacement in-house. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Touchdown! You are locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. I cover the Packers for the leap. A newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. You can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. The Packers wasted little time in figuring out what comes next with their offensive coordinator position, and we got some insight into the planning for the offseason, at least as it relates to Aaron Rodgers. We're going to talk about that part of it coming up in a little bit. Adam Stenevich will replace Nathaniel Hackett as the offensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers. That part of it, we know Luke Getze, the quarterback's coach for the Green Bay Packers for the last few seasons, is now going to be the offensive coordinator in Chicago, presumably calling plays for Justin Fields. We're going to talk about each part of that. Let's start with the big one, Adam Stenovich at offensive coordinator. This was something that we talked about with Jason Hershorn last week, something we wrote about at the Leap. In fact, Jason wrote about it on the Leap today about what this means for the Packers. So In terms of what this does for the mechanics of the coaching staff, Adam Stenovich, well acquainted with what's going on in the offensive line room. That should be clear and obvious. He is going to have to take on more responsibility, red zone, third down, that kind of thing. And that means playing a role that he has not played as an NFL coach. So that brings some level of uncertainty. Ultimately, though, Matt LaFleur had a choice to make. Promote Luke Getzey or promote Adam Stenovich. I don't think it is a coincidence that Getzey left only after the Packers gave Adam Stenovich the job. And the reason I don't think that's a coincidence is because According to reports, the job was Getsy's on Friday and potentially had been offered to him before that. We didn't find out until after those reports that the Packers had gone to Stenovich, presumably because Getze was waiting to see if he was going to get the Packers' OC job. He didn't, and that means Matt LaFleur chose, essentially, Stenovich over Getsy Now, Bears fans, I'm sure will tell you, no, that's That's where he wanted to be because he was going to get to call plays. And isn't that so much better than being in Green Bay where Matt LaFleur calls plays? And to be sure, that is going to be something that the Packers are going to have to deal with for as long as Matt LaFleur is the coach because he calls plays. I don't think there was ever any sort of discussion or inclination from Matt LaFleur that what he needed to do in order to retain these talented coaches is to recuse himself of play calling duties and give them to Ostenovich or Getze or someone like that. I don't think that was on the table and I don't think it would be smart for that to be on the table. Matt LaFleur is one of the best play callers in the game. And, and I think that when that is the case, you want to lean into that as much as possible. You're going to lose coaches, Kyle Shanahan has lost a number of coaches and he has been able to replace them with other talented coaches. Sean McVay has lost coaches. Matt LaFleur, as long as you have success, you are going to lose coaches. How do you let the brain drain affect you? Well, they have said the best way to fight brain drain is to maintain continuity. So now you move up Stenovich. Now, remember Stenovich was with the 49ers He was uh, an offensive line coach there. So philosophically speaking, he is actually more aligned with Matt LaFleur and his background than Nathaniel Hackett. Now, does that mean they're suddenly going to go away from some of these more traditional West Coast, the, the Holmgren West Coast, the McCarthy West Coast concepts? No, I don't. At least not until there's a new quarterback. And right now, I don't think we have any reason to expect That that is going to be soon, Um, at least in terms of what we what we expect about a decision. We don't unless and until Aaron Rodgers says I'm leaving or I'm retiring or I want out. We should be operating under the assumption that he's playing for the Packers in 2022. Now, whether or not he does, of course, a different question. I I do think that it could um, change the, the way that this team looks at. The red zone, for example, or looks at protections or looks at how often they're calling play action. Play action, a much bigger part of the Kyle Shanahan tree than the uh, McCarthy tree, for example. And, you know, uh, Nathaniel Hackett was not on the McCarthy tree, but he came from that same school of offense. Maybe you have more like-minded coaches in the room. You are going to come to similar conclusions about how often you're using play action, um, how how much you're running in the red zone. I don't think this is going to make this team some sort of run first team, though. I don't think that's what Matt LaFleur wants to be. We don't have any reason to believe that's what Adam Stenovich wants to be, but we don't know. So as I said, this creates some um, volatility and it creates some uncertainty because we just we just don't know what this is all going to look like. We, we also don't know who is going to be the quarterback coach. Now, Jason Vrabel, Tom Silverstein reported, um, was not allowed to interview or at least didn't interview in Denver. Presumably that's because he was elevated in some way. Um, passing game coordinator title, something like that. The Packers do not have, as of this recording, a quarterback's coach right now. And Justin Outen is on the short list for the Broncos to be their offensive coordinator. So given that that is the case, the Packers still have some staff shortages. They still have to find some answers here. And they may find them, actually, in some places that they have already looked because they interviewed uh, two other offensive coaches for this OC job before ultimately landing on Adam Stenovich. Um, They interviewed Kevin Kroger, who is the Chargers tight end coach. And they interviewed Brian Johnson, who is the Eagles quarterbacks coach. Now, if they can't offer Johnson a a bump in title, seems unlikely that he would leave Philly for Green Bay. Although the opportunity to potentially work with Aaron Rodgers um, versus Jalen Hurts in in a quarterback situation that we don't know what that's going to look like could be appealing. You lose... You know, maybe maybe you can convince Kevin Coger to come over and be the run game coordinator um, with an elevated title, you know, tight ends coach and run game coordinator, something like that. We don't really know at this point what the what the options are going to be. Can you get someone to come in uh, a hot name? Can you get a, a Joe Brady to come in and be your quarterbacks coach for a year? And just, just sort of rebuild, reassess, and then go from there. You're a quarterback's coach in Green Bay for Aaron Rodgers, and you can do what Luke Getze did, and you can be a play-calling offensive coordinator or go back to college and be a head coach if that's what he wants to do. Uh, the, the quarterback coach part of this is interesting because we're not sure we know who the quarterback is going to be. So how desirable a spot Is it going to be for a potential coach to come in and say, yeah, I want to be there? Now, there could be a coach who is really excited about Jordan Love. There could be a coach who's like, even the chance to work uh, in Green Bay or to work for Matt LaFleur could be appealing. I think that is uh, certainly uh, within the realm of possibilities, The Packers are going to have to figure that part of this out. And and we just don't know what it's going to look like until we we get some more names. I would assume they want to get this done sooner rather than later because teams are hiring Josh McDaniels now in Las Vegas. We're hearing rumors that as of this recording, Jim Harbaugh is in the mix in Minnesota in a job that that he covets. We know Matt Eberflus in Chicago right now, which Bears fans are very excited about. And uh, there are still openings. You know, Brian Dayball goes to the Giants. Miami still doesn't have a coach. New Orleans still doesn't have a coach. Um, And so, you know, Minnesota, until they hire Harbaugh or someone else, they don't have a coach. You need staffs. And so the Packers, if they want the pick, they would probably like to move quickly on some of this stuff. How does that affect the way that they plan for the rest of the offseason? That's something that that we don't know for sure, but it's certainly something that has to factor into what they want to do. Hey, we think we can keep Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. That is part of the pitch to potential coaches. Hey, we're going to be okay. Now, whether or not that's actually true, yeah, we'll see. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and it makes it easier for you to feel like you're putting good stuff in your body while also eating something that tastes delicious. I ordered a box of the coconut brownie, and I had got them a couple months ago, almost a year ago now, and I hadn't had them in a while. I forgot just how delicious they are. I mean, I was like blown away all over again at how good they are. You, If you think that that's hyperbole, go try them. I'm telling you, go try them. They are unbelievable. And yet high in high in protein, high in fiber, low in net carbs, low in sugar, low in cows. It's everything you want from a food. Because it tastes great and fuels your body. Right now, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off at built.com. That's built.com And use the promo code LOCKED15. And thanks to everyone who makes Locked on Packers their first listen every day. We love starting our day with you. We hope you love starting your day with us. Okay. Ian Rappaport, You may have heard of him. Reporting that Matt LaFleur... And Aaron Rodgers met following the end of the season. And rather than getting on a plane, this is Rappaport's phrasing now, rather than getting on a plane and going to L.A., presumably Rodgers' plane, he stayed. Rodgers stayed in town and met with people in the organization, staff, you would think, Brian Gutekinst or Mark Murphy or lieutenants thereof. Um, Matt LaFleur, I'm sure Rodgers wanted to know. Who the coaching staff is going to be? What are, what is the plan financially? And I think it's important. Andrew Brandt, friend of the show, um, tweeted out, you know, as as someone who managed that cap for a decade, don't listen to the drama. There are the the doomsayers and the the chicken littles who are going to tell you, mostly fans of opposing teams, but plenty of cynical Packer fans that Green Bay can't do anything with their current cap situation. It's not true. But if you're Aaron Rodgers, you certainly want to see what they're going to say. You want to know that they're having a plan because he's not in those meetings. He doesn't know what Russ Ball is thinking about how they're going to manage the cap. He doesn't know what Brian Gudekinst is thinking about which guys are core to what they want to be. But you know what he does want? Say or input. He wants to be able to say, hey, Devondre Campbell, whatever we need to do to keep that guy, let's keep him. or Rasool Douglas. He is vital to what we do. Let's try and keep him. Or you know what? This guy, and I don't want to use anyone because I, I we don't have a good example for this, but maybe there is a player that Rodgers is just like, we can replace that guy. I, I don't even want to speculate with a name because it becomes inflammatory and all that stuff. But like this, this is part of what Rodgers wanted. And the fact that he is actively engaging with it is in itself, a good sign for the Packers. Now, that doesn't mean that he's going to stay, but it at the very least means he is giving the Packers every opportunity to say and lay everything out. This is what we want to do. This is how you fit into it. This is what Roger said he wanted. He wanted to know all of this stuff. This is part of the increased communication between the team and the quarterback. This is stuff that they probably should have been doing for a long time. Now, that also could make it more painful for someone like Randall Cobb if he's no longer on this team next year because he knows that Aaron Rodgers had these meetings, that that Rodgers had some level of input on whether or not Randall Cobb is going to be back with this team in 2022. The Packers... Did what you're supposed to do, but I think it's it's more telling that Rogers did this, and the way that Rappaport reported it, Rappaported it. Mm, we'll work on it. He made it seem that Rogers that this was sort of Rogers' idea that this was this was um, his agency in this is saying I'm going to stick around. Let's talk. Let's figure this out now. You know what would make this all a lot easier. A multi-year deal for below market. And I'm not going to tell anyone what to do. I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers take less money. I would never tell anyone to take less money. I'm just saying it would help. It would help. The best way for them to alleviate the cap pressures that they're currently under is for someone like Aaron Rodgers, who's made hundreds of millions of dollars in his career. To say, yeah, at the back end here, so we can try and go after a Super Bowl and keep a Devondre Campbell, a Rasul Douglas, maybe a Randall Cobb, a Billy Turner, an Adrian Amos, guys who could otherwise be on the chopping block. I think I'm going to take less money. He could say that. Drew Brees did it. Tom Brady did it at the very least a multi-year contract would give the packers some flexibility on on how to move around money if they needed it and maybe Aaron Rodgers only wants to play one more year maybe he wants to play two three more years certainly devonte adams would rather would rather him say i'm going to stay two or three more years this is a departure that's the most important thing to me this is a departure from how the team and how the relationship between the team and the quarterback had previously operated that is meaningful it is important to say and to recognize do i think it materially changes what i thought was already going to happen no but i think it it makes you feel 10% more confident 15% more confident and if you're Aaron Rodgers you it's probably more valuable than that because As I just said, this is a change in protocol, a change in approach from both sides. And Rogers might find, hey, you know, you guys figured this out last year when I didn't know about my future. That's like the diplomatic reading of where he was, right? And you figured it out without me. And now here I am. Let me help. Let me be a part of this. What are your plans? What do you think? Who's going to be the coach? How is the offense going to change? How is the defense going to change? Who could we go sign for cheap? What veteran minimum guy do we think could come in and provide a spark? Who are the underrated free agents that could be out there that you could get for $3 million, $4 million? Could you bring back Rasul Douglas for 3 or $4 million? Probably not, but maybe. Those conversations... Matter. They matter when you're a a player who has bristled at the idea that the team would not have consulted him over these kinds of decisions and more than bristled. And it matters when you're trying to decide, do I want to play? What is this team going to look like? Because if they're going to have to gut it, which they don't, but you want it laid out for you. I mean, I I don't think any of this is unreasonable for Aaron Rodgers to want to say, hey, guys, walk me through this. Just like let's talk about what this is going to be and for how long you think it can be that. Because if you think we can be a championship level team for the next three years, then I'll sign a five year deal. That's really a three year deal. And I'll play into my 40s and When I'm when I'm done, you can, you know, you have all the cap savings and whatever. And I'll take below market and we'll go from there. And it'll help with Devontae Adams and Jair Alexander and and all these guys that you want to try and keep. Elton Jenkins is gonna need a contract sooner. Does it change the outcome? No. But I think it signals to both sides a better way to move forward. This is a better way than the way that they had previously done it. Now, as I've said on the show many times, you don't want to do what the Bucks let Tom Brady do last year and scout receivers. That I, That is just an absolute no-no. Now, I do think you could let him do what he did last year and say, hey, I think... We need a slot receiver. By the way, they drafted one. He wasn't very good, and they signed one or traded for one. I think that's useful. Saying, "Hey, I think this offense could use this," rather than saying, "Hey, this prospect I like." I, I, no, 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 no. And by the way, Jalen Darden was a nothing player for the the Bucks this year, and now Tom Brady at least as of this recording, not going to be back. So they let a guy have input on a player who he played with for one season, and now the Bucks have him on the team. Now, I liked Jalen Darden coming out. I thought the Packers could have used him in interesting ways, and it's not like they used a high pick on him, but the fact remains, I'm not letting the, the quarterback pick draft picks. That is not his, it is hard enough for the scouts To figure out who's good and who's not. Now, two years ago when Rodgers said, you know, I think we could really use a receiver early. I think that that bears a conversation. Hey, we do, too. And the Packers did, by the way. They really liked some of those guys. They really wanted some of those guys. They really wanted Justin Jefferson. They tried to trade up for Justin Jefferson. They couldn't get up high enough. But they could have communicated better with, hey, just so you know, there's this kid we like. And if we draft him, it doesn't it doesn't mean we're done with you. It just means we really like this guy, just so you know. That that should have always happened. And for whatever you want to say about Aaron Rodgers, and, and trust me, I mean, look, I've said plenty of it. But that is a reasonable thing to be annoyed about if you're Aaron Rodgers. Absolutely reasonable. So Aaron Rodgers has said things have changed. Relationships have changed. Communication has changed. This is the first time we've actually had tangible evidence that we can see. You know, Rogers can say all that stuff, but that's just Rogers talking. We don't get to see that. We just get to hear his testimony of it. This, we get to understand. This is tangible evidence for us to observe and say, yeah, this suggests that there is Change happening. And it is a it is a way that this team has had to change for a long time. They hadn't. And now maybe they're they're ushering in a new era. Maybe it's Matt LaFleur changing the culture. I'm sure Aaron Rodgers feels like he has had a big impact on changing the culture here. Brian Gudekinst deserves some credit here. Marco Murphy. I know a lot of Packer fans don't want to give Marco Murphy any credit for anything. He deserves some credit. He deserves some credit. So uh, the the Packers are waiting. The ball is in Aaron Rodgers' court, and we will see what decision he ultimately makes. Hey Packers fans, this is a great opportunity to get paid to do something you were already going to do with GetUpside. My listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now, and use the promo code Touchdown for twenty five cents per gallon or more. On your first fill up, don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get back, get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the the app for free and use the promo code Touchdown to get 25 cents per gallon or more on that first fill up. And when you get your money, you can take it right out. Put it in your bank account, put it in PayPal, e gift card, Amazon. Why not? You're going to do it anyway. You're already going to fill up your car with gas. Why not get a little money? back in your pocket for doing that thing. Use the promo code touchdown with the free get upside app to get 25 cents per gallon or more back on that first fill up. I do want to touch on the Tom Brady news. And I do because I think it matters for the Packers. The Buccaneers were one of the boogeyman teams looming this season for the Packers beat the daylight's out of them twice last year, really, or at least one and a half times. Tom Brady is Tom Brady. That defense seemed to have a lot of answers for Aaron Rodgers and and what the offense wanted to be, and he's gone. We think, and and you know the the dunking on Adam Schefter, while hilarious, um, seems like a formality. Seems like semantics. He wasn't officially retiring yet, but he plans to, Ian Rappaport, multiple sources told Ian Rappaport that he still plans to retire. This is more about timing. This is more about when um, and the announcement and all that stuff. Without Brady, you look around the NFC and, okay, the 49ers are the 49ers and they are a boogeyman team for the Packers right now as well. Although the Packers... Man, they had plenty of chances to beat, to beat that team. And they outplayed that team on offense and, and, and on defense. And they lost it with just some, some crazy shenanigans on special teams. And that happens. And, and we have to accept that that happened. But the Packers are better than the 49ers. The Packers showed they're better than the Rams. Played them in a game and, and handled them. Offense and defense played well in that game. Russell Douglas. Where else in the NFC are you scared? The Cowboys cannot possibly scare you. NFC South is a barren wasteland now. Sean Payton out in New Orleans. We don't know who the quarterback is going to be there. The NFC is in full rebuild mode. NFC West is going to be tough, but is Russell Wilson going to be there? And if he's not, where is he going to go? Where is he going to go with that? He would be scary. I don't know. So the NFC is gonna be open. And if you if you look at the futures odds, Packers are still the co-favorites in the NFC. They were the co-favorites with the Bucs. I haven't looked since the announcement of the uh Tom Brady news, but that was last week. That was that was after losing to the 49ers and after the Rams won. They were still shorter odds to win the Super Bowl in 2022 than the Rams and the 49ers, who are both playing. Or both played this weekend. <laughs> um, they're not both still playing. That's not how this game works. Um, and the schedule, the schedule is, I mean, look, a lot can change between now and, and next September. But I went through and and looked at the quarterbacks on the schedule for the Packers next season. Not to say that, you know, Jimmy G is a great quarterback, but here are the quarterbacks that they're going to play next year Kirk Cousins twice, presumably. If it's not Kirk Cousins, I don't know who it's going to be. Fields twice, Goff twice. And if it's not Jared Goff, it's going to be a rookie who beats Jared Goff out. Good luck. Dak, eh. Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, Ryan Tannehill, Matthew Stafford, uh, Tua, maybe. Maybe. Uh, Daniel Jones, presumably, but could be someone else. Not great. Jalen Hurts, maybe. May- might be Russ. Josh Allen, okay, that's a tough one. Washington football team, don't know. Uh, Tampa Bay, don't know. Maybe Jimmy G. Not exactly a murderer's row of quarterbacks. Now, again, they just lost to a team that doesn't have a murderer at quarterback. And it's not like he did anything to Green Bay in that game. But I think that speaks to the opportunity that this team has once again. The sky is not falling. What happened? Sucked. Sucked. Terrible. Inexcusable. And, and there's plenty of blame that that can and should go around Across the organization, but running it back, they can win 12, 13 games again. Now that doesn't mean anything until the postseason. but I also don't buy this. Like, well, if they had played in a tougher division, they'd be more hard. No, the 49ers did not beat the Packers because they lost to the Cardinals twice and lost to the Seahawks twice. That's just silly. That's it's just shenanigans. The Bengals played in a crap division, too. Don't, I don't, no, I don't want to hear it. The Browns, not an impressive team. The Ravens were brutal all season, played with a backup quarterback half the year, injuries. And the Steelers, they were, they sucked. Come on. That was a bad Steelers team. That was not a good division. And the Bengals were in the AFC championship game. So I don't buy that as an excuse or as a thing. Tom Brady went to 10 Super Bowls in 20 years because, in part, he could get to 12 or 13 wins every year by playing in a crap division. Stay in the crap division. That's influx, where your coach is the longest tenured coach, where everyone else is going to be starting out new. You've got a young quarterback, you've got a bad quarterback, and you've got a, a hilariously volatile quarterback. Who knows how much longer two of those guys are going to be there. Why not come back and just own this division again? Beat the, beat the Bears twice and then go try and get a little luckier in the playoffs. Sounds like a pretty good plan to me. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow. Um, we will still have Zayu doing this week, but again, no opponent Thursday. The the schedule changes in the offseason for those of you who are new to a locked on Packers offseason. Um, but we're going to have a lot coming from the Super Bowl. I'll be at Radio Row in L.A. for that. So that means a lot of fun we get to have talking about the Packers, talking about the teams in the Super Bowl and and all the offseason drama that we are going to get to get into. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that, 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.